Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer and this is episode 34. Update. Things are good. Work is busy. Animals are good. Oliver is getting so big. I turned around the other day and saw that he is now big enough to get on the counters, which means that I have lost my one safe place other than drawers where I can leave things like my headphones and pens and know that they'll, they're still going to be there, you know, when I go back for them and not wherever Oliver feels like moving them to. This also means that I now have to be smarter than the cat. So the update you've all been waiting for, match update, it's fine. (laughs) It's the same as it always is, you know, talking to a couple guys, they're nice, it's fine. Unless I have more than one date with someone, just assume that nothing's changed from the last time I was on the app. I had this moment earlier in the week of just some just kind of heavy, nasty energy where I wanted everyone who had ever hurt me to hurt the same way that they had hurt me, right? I was just kind of stuck in that ugly sort of karmic justice kind of feeling, you know, just hurt like you hurt me. As I was sitting in this gross bath of self-pity, I realized two things. One, karma works both ways, dummy. Whatever I send out is going to come back. Three times, as my mother would say. And two, what was behind that pain is fear. Being back on the app opens up at least a possibility of meeting someone new, and I think that scares me because I am so tired of caring about someone who doesn't care about me or caring more about them than they care about me. You know, just this complete imbalance, half relationship, almost relationship. crap. So as I realized that, you know, this was not doing me any favors to want people to hurt the way that they hurt me. I, I don't fool with karma. I believe in karma. I have experienced karma like almost instantly, you know, like where you laugh at the person who fell off the chair and then you trip over something and fall on your butt. That's me. So I realized that I need to break this cycle, you know, just close it out, let go of whatever happened in the past, good and bad, just let it go so that I can focus on what's happening right now, because where goes the mind, so goes the body. I I read something, probably on Instagram, where it said, the universe always says, Yes. So in other words, if I'm in that kind of nasty mindset of not being worthy of a loving, balanced, equal give and take type of relationship, 
the universe will agree. But if I focus on what I have to offer and believing that I deserve someone who will reciprocate that, you know, that, like I said a few weeks ago, someone who will choose me as wholeheartedly and excitedly as I choose them, then the universe will bring that forward. So like I said, I'm working on getting rid of the old to make room for the new, whatever that may be. You know, like how you clean out your closet, you know, so you can go shopping for new clothes. Yeah, just like that. TV recommendations? I don't have any. I was planning on watching the new Justice League movie until that I saw that it was four hours long. I don't have that kind of time to invest in a movie, so... I decided not to watch that. Maybe at some point down the road, I'll watch it in pieces. I'm also going to watch the new King Kong Godzilla movie. I can't wait. I love those kind of movies. Those sort of really big, over-the-top special effects. You know, I, I love it. I'm tempted to go to the movie theaters to see it, but I think I'll probably just be watching it from my couch. I'll tell you already, even if it's bad, I will still love it. I don't care. So I probably won't review that one. Just know, even before I've seen it, I love it. I do have a couple of podcast recommendations. They're both true crime, of course. Uh, the first one is called The Case. And right now, only the trailer is out. I The first episode will be out April 5th. But just from the trailer, it sounds like it's going to be really good. It's the story of 16-year-old Jennifer Fay, who went missing back in November of 1989. It also involves allegations of police corruption and another girl who ends up going missing decades later. But there's one man who seems to be involved in all of it. So like I said, first episode will be out April 5th. But if you want to listen to the trailer, that's already out. And then you can kind of just subscribe from there so you're notified when the new episodes come out. The second one that I've been listening to is called The Opportunist, which describes itself as a podcast about regular people who turn sinister simply by embracing opportunity. Season one is focusing on this woman named Sherry Schreiner. This woman is crazy. She describes herself as an average woman, but she was somehow able to create an online cult using conspiracy theories and manipulation, basically. They describe her as a maniacal cult leader with no regard for human life. I am four episodes in. I think there's going to be a total of eight. There's seven out so far. I'm hooked. It it is so good. Like I said, this woman is nuts. But if, if that sounds like something you'd like, online crazy cult leader who uses conspiracy theories and manipulation, check that one out. All right, now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So a couple of weeks back, I had a dream about my dad. In the dream, we were at a bar because of course we were. And 
We were just talking, and then he said he had to go, so we stood up to say goodbye, and he gave me a hug, and he said, I'm proud of you, kid. And then I woke up, and maybe cried a little. My first thought was not, thanks, Dad, or wow, he actually spoke to me in my dream because he hardly ever speaks to me in my dreams. I used to say, I, I would tell myself the reason why my dad doesn't talk to me in my dreams is because we talked so much when he was alive and maybe he's just all talked out. No, my first thought was proud of me. For what? what why are you proud of me? I, I really wanted to know. I mean, I know i done some things, accomplished some things that even I didn't think I could do, but is it any reason for anyone to be proud of me? The simple answer is yes. But an even more important question, why don't I feel that my accomplishments are worthy of being celebrated? Recently, I did something that I'm actually kind of proud of. I told sister number three and then immediately asked her not to tell anyone, mostly because I wasn't sure how people were going to react and also because I didn't want to have to justify what I did to anyone. But I'll tell you guys because we're all friends here, right? few weeks back, I completed my training and I am now a certified life coach. This doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to take on clients, but I could. It was actually a suggestion from sister number three. And when she first said it, I remember I said back to her, who in their right mind would hire me to help them get their life together? But the more I thought about it, I thought, well, if I'm going to be doing this podcast where I am talking my face off about my experiences and trying to help you learn from my mistakes, maybe it would make me seem like I almost kind of know what I'm talking about if I was actually accredited. Another part of the reason why I didn't want to tell anyone is because I did tell one other person and they kind of made me feel silly about it. And they made the idea sound uh, like hokey. And then that made me doubt whether or not I should do it. What if everyone thought it was silly? It sucks when you're excited about something and then someone comes in and rains on your parade, even unintentionally. Eventually, I decided to just do it because... I felt that I kind of needed to. But that attitude of just doing what I think I need to do has left me with an inability to see what I do as accomplishments. And when anyone acknowledges them, I immediately discount it by saying something like, what choice did I have? When I started to look around at the other women in my life, I realized we all do this. Not one of us celebrates ourselves. Sure, we celebrate each other, 
but not one of us celebrates ourselves. No matter what we have accomplished or how far we have come from a bad situation, we just keep plugging along. And don't even think about trying to give us a compliment. We'll toss it right back at you like a hot potato. Being able to look at my life and be proud of myself is definitely a new behavior for me, and it takes work. Why do women do this? And I say women because it seems to me that men don't have any issue with celebrating themselves. Just check out any dating app and count how many pictures you find of men holding up fish. And if you want scientific proof, a study done at Cornell University showed that men overestimate their abilities and performance, while women, on the other hand, underestimate their abilities and performance. To quote Jillian from True Crime Obsessed, why are men? This is going to make me sound like I hate men. I don't hate most men. For me, I think part of it may be the Asian culture I was raised in. My mom, well, you guys know she's the sweetest, but she's also superwoman. She had a full-time job during the day. Then she would come home every evening and start her second full-time job of raising four kids, taking care of a husband and a household, and usually a dog. She cooked dinner every night. The house was always clean. And I don't just mean straightened. I mean, you know, if the pastor dropped by unexpectedly, we didn't have to hide and pretend we weren't home. The house was always clean. All of her daughters became decent adults. I'll admit it was touch and go there for me for a while, but I turned it around eventually. And it didn't stop when her children were raised because then the grandkids started coming. I don't know how she did it. But through it all, if anyone had ever said to her, wow, what you accomplish in a day is amazing. She would have immediately responded, eh, it's just what you do. So if I was ever recognized or complimented for something I achieved, my first reaction was always to discount it. Say something like, oh, it was nothing. Tell me my dress is pretty and I'll immediately tell you the name of the online discount store I got it from. It's usually Zulily. I've gotten better in recent years of just saying thank you and nothing else, especially if it's a compliment related to my appearance, because weirdly, I don't associate that with me. If someone says I have a nice smile or pretty eyes, in my head I'm thinking, okay, well that's just genetics. I see that as something separate from me, so I'm essentially accepting a compliment on behalf of my ancestors. It's a different story when it comes to something that's completely mine. You know, compliment me on my job, and I'll tell you I had a lot of help. Compliment this podcast, and I'll tell you I got lucky. I won't mention the hours of work that go into it, or the work that I put into finding new ways to promote it, or the anxiety I have every week just before it's released, hoping that it'll be good enough. I've done a lot in the last couple of years, and even when someone I love and trust tells me they're proud of me or that I inspire them, my first reaction is to make up some excuse. 
Why can't I just say thank you? Why can't I just let them be proud of me? Why can't I be proud of myself? And like I said, the problem seems to be just a female thing. So why can't women feel pride in our own accomplishments? Well, for one thing, and I am just going to say it, women don't like other women who seem to advocate for themselves. We view these women as conceited or power hungry. It's almost like if we see another woman doing better at something that we are working so hard to achieve, that somehow she's taken our place. This couldn't be more wrong. Another woman's success does not automatically mean you won't get there too. As women, we're hard on ourselves, but we're even harder on each other. We need to stop this cycle of female rivalry. How do you get past the guilt of celebrating our accomplishments? Why aren't women able to brag? Even the word brag has negative connotations. In fact, it seems as if any word which can be used to describe self-promotion has a negative connotation, right? Boast, brag, crow. While words used by others to compliment or praise us have little to no negative connotation. Compliment, applaud, promote. In other words, if it comes from an external source, it's good, it's fine. But don't ever let it come from inside you because then you're self-aggrandizing. Part of the problem is that women in general have lower self-esteem than men. It's called the confidence gap and it's real. There seems to be this push to have it all and women can do anything men can do, but that is simply not true. There will never be gender equality because men aren't the ones carrying the babies or going through the birthing process. And although men are more involved than ever in child rearing, women are still typically the primary caretakers. So yes, maybe women can be considered equal to men, as long as you add the caveat that women still need to find ways to make it all work. They have to arrange childcare, do the housework, cover doctor's appointments and school assignments. How can you be equal with women when women are dealing with so much more on a daily basis? Now look, I'm not discounting men's contributions. They're juggling too. But men are juggling apples. Women are juggling bowling balls. Women also have been known to suffer from something called imposter syndrome where they feel they aren't worthy of certain accomplishments, especially when it comes to their profession. They think, you know, they don't deserve their job or any day now, you know, the boss is going to figure out that somehow they, they shouldn't have gotten as far as they did. Or that if they get too successful, they'll be disliked or seen as an attention grabber. I don't know about you, but I am done with this behavior. We've worked hard and we should get recognized for what we've accomplished. Let's turn this around. So where do we start? How do we build the self-confidence to accept praise and compliments and not feel guilty about it? Well, in some ways, it's kind of a fake it till you make it thing, you know? 
it starts with a mental reset. First and foremost, stop the negative self-talk. We are so hard on ourselves. If we spoke to anyone the way that we speak to ourselves, let's just say it would not be pretty. And if you're not sure if what you say to yourself is negative, the next time you find yourself running through that internal dialogue, ask yourself, would I say this to my child, my mom, my sister? If the answer is no, then stop speaking to yourself that way. Just stop. Second, and I know this is going to be a hard one, especially with the last year we had a pandemic and the shutdowns. But if you want to feel confident on the inside, you need to look confident on the outside. Look, no one is a bigger fan of leggings, oversized sweatshirts, and messy buns than I am. But you can't live like that all day, every day. Even if you're working from home, regardless of the fact that no one is seeing you, you are seeing you. The longer you stay in a sweats-only mentality, the harder it's going to be to transition out of it when the world returns to normal. Don't believe me? Try pulling out those heels that got pushed to the back of the closet a year ago and see if you can stand wearing them for more than an hour or two before your feet threaten to revolt. There's no denying it. People feel more confident when they are dressed well. Third, take your mother's advice to stand and sit up straight. Posture has a strong subconscious effect on us. Research shows that standing tall produces feelings of inner strength. And that reminds me, you guys know how much I love Grey's Anatomy. There was an episode back in season 14 where Amelia is prepping for a really big surgery and she's kind of caught and she's you know standing outside the room and and co-workers come up behind her and they see her in this stance standing like a superhero you know chin up hands on hips feet spread and the other doctors kind of come up behind her and they're like what are you doing And she tells them that there was a scientific study that was done that showed that standing like a superhero for five minutes before a really hard task will not only make you feel more confident, you'll actually perform the task better. I looked this up. The study is real, by the way. It was performed by Harvard University back in 2012. Guys, again, Remember last week when I was telling you about changing your mindset just a few degrees and how big of a difference this makes? This works. I've done it. Every once in a while, I stand in this pose, sometimes for no particular reason or event, but just because it makes me smile. And yes, it does make me feel more confident. I know all of this is easier said than done. I get it. I'm still working on this too. So we're going to do this together. In the meantime, until we can do it on our own, Us women, we're going to stick together and lift each other up, not tear each other down. Remember, it's not a competition. There is more than one seat at the table. And if there isn't, we're women. We'll stand like superheroes and make our own table. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming back for episode 34. 
Don't forget, join the Facebook group, my so-called midlife podcast, and like the Facebook page, my so-called midlife podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. Second part is important. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, love you. Bye.